April 1st, 2019, Monday, 10.52pm. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome, welcome back. It's your weekly dose of weirdness and exploration into the minds of strange people doing strange things. On this show, we take three unbelievable, unsettling and bizarre news stories and we lock them in a cupboard for seven minutes in heaven and see which one comes out alive. Oh, man, it has been... It's been a minute since I've been uh, since I've actually recorded an episode. I'm trying to get back in into the into the swing of it feels feels strange, feels weird, feels dirty. Some might say. Speaking of dirty, the dirt. Who saw this total? Look, it all lines up. Speaking of a slop fest, the film The Dirt, aka The Toilet, directed by Mr. Jackass himself. Jeff Tremaine, I don't know who gave him... Oh, for those who don't know, The Dirt is the Motley Crue film that got put up on Netflix recently. An utter shit show of a film. Total, total trash water garbage that, quite frankly, makes Motley Crue look really lame. I mean, oh, Who was putting this together and they just thought, like, you know who needs to be at the helm of this, this bad boy? Jeff Tremaine from Jackass. Hey, you know Jeff Tremaine from Jackass? There's a scene in this film where the band's on tour and Nikki Six looks over to uh Vince Neil. They're they're laying around uh, a pool and Nikki Six says to Vince Neil, uh, how how many girls have you slept with on this tour so far? And Vince Neil says, Oh, three. And Nikki Six replies, oh, I don't mean just today. And he says, oh, well, I've lost count. It was the lamest exchange. It was, this film was written by someone who was like, yeah, this is what a bunch of badass rock stars talk about and how they talk and act. Oh, man. Let me know your thoughts, your feelings towards this film if you've seen it. At Slopfest Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or just, you know, hit me up on my personal one app. My Pixel Persona, let's have a chat about it. What did you think? What did you think of this movie? I just couldn't get on board with it. It was, oh man, just the worst writing in the world. And who thought, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly, he'll play Tommy Lee. Oh God, I don't know. I'm a fan of Motley Crue and to just see them so poorly represented. I mean, at least they did like, you know, Nikki Six. With his whole, if you've read uh, his book *Heroin Diaries*, where you know he would lock himself in a in a cupboard with a with a shotgun after he'd uh, or a rifle or whatever it was after he shot up heroin, and he thought you know people were gonna storm his house, they're gonna come in and get him. Um, they showed that they didn't show the they they did sort of like a brief nod to the the whole burrito thing. Again, I don't know how much you know about Motley Crue, but the band would put their dicks in burritos to get the smell of girls they'd been having sex with off of them, you know, before they went home to their wives or whatever, because who fucking knows? <laughs> I have no idea why. But that was, the, they were like, yeah, that instead of literally, hey, what about, so- hey, guys, what about soap? Maybe some water? Will you shut the fuck up and get me a fucking large burrito, please? Jesus. They sort of they they sort of did a brief nod to that where uh, 
one of them just sort of rolled over in bed and there was like a half-eaten burrito next to them. Oh, man. And you did, you had... I mean, the, the guy who played young Ozzy Osbourne, uh, it was like someone said, hey, do your worst possible impression of a young English rocker and uh, God, perfect. One take, we'll keep it in. Yeah, no, that. Exactly that. They had Ozzy Osbourne sniff the ants. <laughs> Again, I don't know how how familiar you are with these bands like tour stories, but man, the shit that Motley Crue and Ozzy Osbourne got to, got up to on tour was like supp- supposedly some really like fucked up crazy shit because they were always trying to outdo each other and stuff. Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, what you've obviously tuned in for isn't my hot take of the dirt, aka the toilet. Um, what you've tuned in for quite clearly is um, the survey of illicit encounters that has surveyed 2,000 people to find our most popular fantasies. Come with me now to a, a place of sexual fantasies. Um, so a dating website called Illicit Encounters, they surveyed 2,000 people to find out what our most popular fantasies are. 2,000 people, I mean, that's not, that's not much of a sample size to be able to turn around and say, yes, this is an accurate representation of the global populace. (laughs) 2,000 people, yeah, it's a small fucking sample size, um, to extrapolate, but at 11%, number 10, sex with someone in authority police officer or traffic warden i'm just trying to think if someone in a uniform gets gets me for bloody fired up and randers um i don't think so so no wonder that's that's low on the on the on the percentage there uh number nine sex in a public place okay pretty standard bit of a standard one um Number eight, 19% group sex. You know, one one ain't doing it for you. Two ain't even doing it for you. You know, one, two's company, three's a crowd. Um, slam it out in group fucking. Um, you know that saying. Number six, 27%, an affair with a work colleague. Okay. Starting to get into some some risky territory. Number five, 29% sex with a stranger. That's your sexual fantasy, is to have sex with a stranger? Do they mean you never know who the person is? Like, we never exchanged names, uh, email addresses, (laughs) business cards. We didn't exchange nothing except for bodily fluids. Yeah, you knew it was coming. You knew that that was coming. Um... Because sex with a stranger, like, I feel like that's not really a sexual fantasy. That happens a lot, just all the time. You know, with Tinder, you know, hey, you know what it's like. Tinder these days. <laughs> Am I right? Um, sex with a stranger, that's not really much of a fantasy. That's your fantasy? 29% of people, like, my fantasy is to have sex with someone I don't know. Okay. It just doesn't seem that you know, like, wild to me. Um, Number four, 36% sex with my current partner. Sorry, what? 
2,000 people surveyed our most popular fantasies. 36% of people's fantasy is to have sex with their current partner. What? How is that a fan? It's a reality. Unless you're never having sex, like... I don't understand how that's... I... Mark, Mark, reveal to me your deepest, darkest, sexiest fantasy. Well, Margaret, my... My sexy fantasies are for us to continue having sex. Cool. Sex with your current partner. 36% of people, that's their fantasy. Wow. I think imagination is dying. I think this survey, you know, correlation doesn't necessarily equal causation, but in this case, we can extrapolate that perhaps imagination is dead. (laughs) Number three, 38%, sex with a celebrity. What a fucking snooze fest of results is this. The most boring... I bet this study goes into the Guinness Book of Records for the most boring survey. The most boring results related to sex in the history of f- fucking forever. Sex with a celebrity is like the most vanilla fucking fantasy in the world. Like, come on. My, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what my secret fantasy is. Have you ever seen that Ryan Gosling? Oh, honey. I'd like to do naughty things to Ryan Gosling. You and fucking everyone on the planet. Okay? He's gorgeous. <laughs> Sorry, just realizing that it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm screaming <laughs> that I want to have sex with Ryan Gosling because he's gorgeous. Um, number two, with 40%, a sex scene on TV or online. Ooh, now we're talking some, some dirty, some dirty peeps have seen something online or on the television and they've gone, ooh, want me a piece of that? I could see that, yeah. But what the... That's so broad and so general. I saw a thing on the interwebs. I'd like to fuck like they do it. Okay, how was it? Well, he was hanging upside down from his nipples. I'm out. I'm out on that one, Mark. You've really fucked it up. Come in, something, come in with something softer, you know what I mean? Uh, number one with 55%. Sex with an ex? Come on. My number one is snooze fest. 55% of people. Their most popular sexual fantasies is to have sex with an ex. My fantasy is to go and do something I already did. Oh man, I went to this really great went to this really great breakfast place on the weekend actually. I actually did. It was called Todd and Pup. Oh my fucking god. They did Sriracha um Hollandaise. It was fucking mental. It was goddamn delicious. Anyway, that's besides the point. My breakfast fantasy is to go back there again and eat the exact same thing. That's your fantasy? Look, everyone, I'm sorry. I promised sexual delights. Sexual fantasies. And all I've given you is a goddamn snooze fest. 
Sorry. Hello, everyone. You can wake up now. Thank you. You can wake up. The snooze fest is over. Sexual fantasies. These 2,000 people. My God. Number one, 55%. Hey. <laughs> I was about to... No, we're going with it anyway. At Slopfest Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I was also going to say you can email it, but there's something seems more perverse about it being in an email. Let's just keep it out, open, and in the public view. What's your sexual fantasy? What's my sexual fantasy? Oh, I'm going to have to have a think about it. And I'll get back to you on a later episode. You've put me on the spot and I don't appreciate it. But what's your sexual fantasy? Tweet me. (laughs) That's just so... Oh, Jesus. Keeping it in. That's that's staying. Um, Okay, now let's get down to the real reason we're all here, okay? Put your, put your sexual fantasies away, okay? My sexual fantasy is to have, have sex with Jon Snow on the back of one of the dragons. Sexual fantasies. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a nightmare to listen back to because I'm, I'm going to have to hear me saying those things and whisper. Anyway, we're on to the news now. Um, our competing stories. First contestant this week entering the ring. Our first contender to go into seven minutes in heaven. Um, an Australian man who claimed his supervisor bullied him by farting at him several times a day has lost a multi-million dollar compensation claim. David Hingst? 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 David Hingst demanded his former employer, Construction Engineering, pay out $1.8 million in damages. $1.8 million in farty damages. Okay. What damages can be done with a fart? Presumably, again, for those who are new to this, I don't read all of the article. I generally go off of, I see a headline, I read a very small amount of it, and then I save it for myself. So I don't, I don't want to spoil it for myself. So I'm practically going into this blind as well. So I don't quite know... How, 1.8 million in damages. Did a fart cause him to... F- Did the guy leap out and fart at him and that caused him to fall down a flight of stairs and now he has... He needed several reconstruction surgeries? Or do they mean like... Every time I hear a fart now, I have flashbacks to my boss f- farting at me. Like it's a psychological thing. I would imagine it's more along that line. That would make more sense. Um... Would make more sense. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, The engineer alleged that his former supervisor, Greg Short, repeatedly broke wind inside the windowless communal office, forcing him to move to a new office space. I mean, if he's doing this on purpose, first of all, farts aren't funny. Okay. Except for when they are. But I'm going to go on... Look, controversial topic controversial opinion farts aren't funny dog okay they're not and if you're this dude's an engineer is the guy that was doing it to him an engineer we're assuming they're all engineers an engineer like really here's here's a here's a funny one i'm gonna fart at david in a windowless office cool what was his name greg short funny joke mate 
fucking stinky fuck. Greg Short, the stinky fuck who with toilet humor. Farts are hilarious. Get a whiff of my stink. Now I'm now I'm miffed that David didn't win 1.8 million in damages. The situation continued, however, as Mr. Short would enter his new office and fart in his presence. Dude, I you you were coming at me with the wind. I said no thank you. I moved to a different office space. You're now coming to my new office space. How is this not a form of harassment? I mean, <laughs> I got a little... Well, I mean, it's just... It's annoying more so than anything. It's like, yo, Greg, will you fuck off? It's not funny and you're really fucking annoying. That's what he should have... Should, Greg should have had to have paid some fuck off dollars. Just to fuck off. Quote, he would fight behind me and walk away. He would do this five or six times a day, Mr. Hinks said. What, like, oh, look, oh, look, everyone. David farted. David farted. Definitely wasn't me. I didn't go behind him and fart and then walk away and then say it was him. Oh, David, you're gross. My God, Greg is fucking brain dead. Um, he thrusted his bum at me while he was at work. I wonder if that's on an official court document uh he claimed mr short's actions were intended to get rid of him and said he suffered psychological damage there it is so it wasn't a it wasn't a a jump out fart physical damage kind of thing it was psychological uh a court previously heard that the claimant had called his boss mr stinky and sprayed deodorant at him the state of victoria's court of appeal upheld a previous ruling against the plaintiff and said that breaking wind at colleagues did not necessarily amount to bullying. Mr. Hinks claimed that his former employer had bullied him by firing him in 2009, but the firm said the global economic downturn that year was responsible for the termination of his employment. The former engineer says he will now appeal the ruling to Australia's High Court, taking it all the way up the chain, this guy. I will not rest... On the farts of Greg Short. I wonder if that's the first fart case that's going to the high court, do you think? Imagine being the HR person at, at that place. And you have to sit them down and you have to mediate this, this bullshit. And no one just turned around and said, Greg, will you please, for the love of God, stop following David around and farting at him. You are a 45-year-old engineer. And I can't believe that I have to say these words to you. But please stop bullying him with your butthole. This is a bully butthole situation. I can't stand a goddamn bully butthole. I really can't. You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to... Like a... Not Clarissa Explains It All. What was the other show with the with the premonitions? Come on. We can, we can remember. Put your brains together. It's not... I'm just remembering Nickelodeon shows. It wasn't even a Nickelodeon show. It was a Disney show. What was the fucking show called? It's so mysterious to me. Yeah. That's me. That's a raven. We got it. 11.15. On a Monday night. We remembered it. It's That's So Raven. I'm having a That's So Raven like premonition of the future of this episode. And I'm going on record and saying... David isn't the winner because this case he's not the he's not the weird one here. If anything, Greg Short 
is the fucking weird one here who what's motivating it like that's what it is isn't it it's corporate sabotage you hear so much about like oh virgin their their competitors were digging around in their dumpsters and pulling out documents and i think they even did it at like people's homes as well and they got caught doing it and they had to pay i don't know if you know virgin the the airline um had a competitor who they ended up proving in court had been rummaging through their shit. I think maybe tapping phones as well. Don't quote me on that. But doing all this like shady stuff and it got uh, proven in court. And then so this rival of Virgin Air had to pay this massive lump sum to the company because obviously they lost the court case. And then that year's bonuses to everyone in the company was essentially that payout divided by all of the people who work at fucking Virgin. So everyone got these crazy Christmas bonuses on the rival company, which is like the best possible turnaround. But, you know, you hear about these, these you know, corporate espionage, you know, your Enrons, your fudging numbers to get, you know, people to invest money and blah, 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 stuff like that. That's what this is. Because in a lot of positions anyway, you can't work your way up the ladder unless you know, oh, I want to be creative director, but I've got to wait till fucking Ben leaves. Ben's been here for 12 years. It's not going to happen. One of two things is going to happen. Ben's got to leave or die. And then you start, that's when it starts ticking over. Okay, what am I going to do? Well, am I willing to go to that dark place to get rid of him? Potentially, maybe not. Maybe there could be something I could, ah, maybe a butthole crime. (laughs) Not, okay farting at him is what I mean but no that's not a butthole crime because it was proven in court many steps you can go to and this is maybe he went so silly here's here's the idea maybe it's kind of genius now if you go so silly with it no one's gonna believe that it happened it's like that um who what's his name Bill Murray supposedly um, there was a guy at some burger restaurant or something like that, uh, and Bill Murray just came up to him and took one of his fries or some of his fries and just ate it. And and Bill Murray said to him, no one's ever going to believe that this happened. So now, whenever that guy goes and tries to tell people, I was at this fucking burger place, I'm eating my burg, crushing a burg, love a good burg, about to dip in on some fries fucking guess who comes out of the woodwork bill murray walks right up to me takes a fry out of my thing eats it in my face and then says no one will believe that this happened and he fucking just disappears no one's gonna believe that that happened exactly and maybe no one's gonna believe that couple of 40 something engineers farting at each other i don't think so Well, not at each other. It's just one guy doing it. But maybe that's what you do. You go so ridiculous that people don't believe it. And clearly he got away with it because he wasn't reprimanded. Or they didn't have to pay out a fine or whatever. You know what? (laughs) I've come back around to this Greg Short guy. Potentially a genius. Uh, Okay, our second story here. Dundee, Florida. Authorities say a Florida man didn't want to show up for his shift at a Hardee's restaurant, so he called 911 and reported 
He'd just been robbed. WFTS-TV reports that 32-year-old Brian Anderson of Dundee told dispatchers Tuesday that two gunmen, two gun-carrying men took his necklace, money, and his phone before jumping into a car and driving away. Polk County Sheriff's deputies went to the scene and quickly realized that a robbery never happened. In a Facebook post, the agency said Anderson confessed, adding that, quote, on the bright side, Brian didn't have to go to his 11 a.m. shift at the restaurant. Anderson is charged with misusing the 911 system and knowingly giving false information to law enforcement. That's the... <laughs> so this, this fucking dingbat just basically... His crime is not being able to come up with a good enough excuse to not go to work. You couldn't come up with, I'm sick. My dog's injured its leg again. Ma, my baby won't shut up. Okay, I don't know what... (laughs) I don't know how you'd get out of work with that last one. But you can't come up with something better than... You're what? Walking on your way to work and you're like, Oh, come on, there's got to be something... Look around, work MacGyver. (laughs) Get yourself out of this one. Oh, I know. I'll just say that I got robbed. I mean, come on, man. Did you rough yourself up a bit? Did you try? Did you commit at all? These people. You know what? This goddamn Snapchat generation, they're just not willing to commit to roughing themselves up to get out of work. And it's lazy, you know? They want the best excuses to get out of work to just to just show up and just <laughs> just you know not willing to work for it i'm so sick of it they just want to jump straight into not being able to have to come to work not even willing to put in the effort to come up with a good enough reason <laughs> um so that's our second contestant not not too deep on the contestants this week because it's pretty pretty straightforward. Some clear corporate sabotage happening by way of farts. Which the I mean the more I think about it, the fucking more genius it is. So I, you know, I'm having a I'm having a weird moment where I'm, you know, it's dumb, but is it dumb enough to work? It's you know that's all I'm saying. Uh, and then you've got this guy. Couldn't even, couldn't even come up with an excuse to get out of work. I mean, ugh, come on, nothing. Couldn't throw yourself in front of a car. Okay. Um, our final contestant, Walton County, Florida. A lot of shit happens in Florida. A suspect walks away from a jewelry store with a sixteen thousand dollar ring and a one thousand dollar wedding band in hand. The entire incident was captured on surveillance video just before 10 a.m. Friday, March 22nd at McCaskill and Company in Miramar Beach. A suspect who identified himself as John Abbott told the jeweler he was shopping for an engagement ring for his fiancée, Sarah, within a $20,000 budget. A jeweler showed him several rings before he chose a Henry Dowsey engagement ring and wedding band set. The suspect then asked the employee if he could see them outside under natural lighting. Come on. Really? Once outside, the man told the employee he would like to purchase the set and that he needed to, quote, get his wallet. Oh, my God. Okay. 
As the employee began punching in the door code to re-enter the store, she noticed him walking towards his vehicle. The employee tried to stop him, but he continued to his vehicle and left, heading westbound on Highway 98 towards Okaloosa County. This place has got some weird names out there. Uh, The suspect is described as a middle-aged white male with brown hair and a full beard, standing approximately... 5 foot 10 to 6 foot tall in his 30s. He was seen wearing blue Under Armour ball cap, black Columbia jacket, glasses, and blue jeans. Video surveillance shows him leaving the parking lot of the jewelry store in a gray Toyota Yaris with no license plate and multiple bumper stickers covering the trunk and back bumper of his vehicle. Holy fuck. So not only did he rob this store blind with the dumbest fucking reason to get outside with the jewelry, Mm, these jewels are nice, but those damn fluorescent lighting. If I could, if I could just see this twenty thousand dollars worth of jewelry in, in God's fluorescent lighting, in the big star in the sky. If I could just see that, you know, I think that really would be the tipping point for me. That would set me over the edge to really commit to buying this twenty thousand dollars worth of jewelry. Shall we do that now? Sure, let's do. Let's go outside, away from all of the security. Oh, I'm just gonna get my wallet real quick. Nah, I'll be right back. Eh, no big deal. No, no, yeah, yeah. I've still got the rings. I've still got the rings. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. 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 And he's driven away. The fact that he's like still out there and <laughs> like he's he just he did it. He duped you. He duped you, and you were a willing participant in the dupe because you couldn't you couldn't foresee the dupe coming. You need some not so raven like abilities to see the dupe. You didn't. Let's go outside so I can see the jewelry under the sunlight? Come on. This episode is just me being disappointed in the actions of others. You know, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed this episode in a lot of people. Fucking, I'm mad at myself because I'm starting to come around to like. Greg's potentially genius, farty, farty espionage that he's done. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to feel about it. But I'm just disappointed in everyone. You know what? This week, they're all losers. Yeah, that's right. It's it's my show, and I can do what I like with it. And this week, everyone's a loser because I'm upset and I'm disappointed in all of you. That's right, and uh, everyone gather around, the two Florida guys and David and Greg. Everyone, let's huddle up here. Take a knee. You know, I've been doing this now for a little bit of time. What are we, episode 22, 23, something like that? And, you know, throughout this journey, I've really come across quite a number of people doing (laughs) silly things, bizarre things. Some might even say unsettling things that was a guy that fucked a car once that was like early on in the episodes annie was being tased he was having sex with a car while being tased by police in a car park with people standing around watching that was something that i read i remember his name too his name was ryan and the only reason i remember that is because in that same one there was another guy also named ryan who shot his cousin for eating his chips. And quite frankly, we've all been there, haven't we? And I was going to call it the mysterious case of the double Ryan crime, which 
let's face it, I'm kicking myself until this day that I didn't call it that. <laughs> but, guys, yeah, that's neither here nor there, guys. Um, You know, basically what I'm saying is I've seen a lot of, a lot of goofed up stuff. And this week, you've all really... You haven't taken the cake because nothing too shocking or surprising here. But you've all disappointed me. You've disappointed me, quite frankly. The fact that... um. You were easy enough to be duped into take into letting someone take twenty grand's worth of jewelry outside. You couldn't. Ca- we're looking at you, mate. You couldn't come up with a good enough reason to get out of going to work. <sighs> and then David and Greg, you know, don't even know what to say. I hate it, and potentially at the same time, Greg might be pulling off the greatest Ocean's Fifteen type engineering corporate espionage crime heist that we've ever seen so a lot of mixed feelings on this episode but you're all losers you're all losers on this one i won't crown a single one of you because i'm very disappointed you can get out of here now so that's good all right now it's just me and you they're gone now um man you know that's gonna do it for this episode you know i feel i feel let down. I feel like I've let you down because, you know, these guys out here just like, just fucking it up, but not even in like a great way. Just like, just in, just in, in a way where you're like, really, that's what you, that's what you're doing. And that's what you're going to do. All right. You know, so I feel, uh, I would just like to apologize, you know, for them, for them and their actions. Um, all I can say to you is that, um, I was going to say it won't happen again, but really all I can say is that I hope it doesn't happen again because let's face it, with how this show is set up where I don't read all of the news story, it uh, quite frankly could happen again. In fact, it's the it's kind of the perfect setting where it could happen multiple times. I hope it doesn't, but um, you know, thank you for coming and listening uh, and really for for soldiering on with me, pushing through this journey. Would really like to hear your thoughts on the whole David and Greg situation if you think potentially Greg is pulling off one of the best corporate ladder climbs in modern history. Um, But if you'd like to head over to slopfestpod.com, you'll get more in-depth show notes, handmade cover art, artisanal, bespoke cover art, podcast cover art. Um... You know, for this and, and other episodes, you'll get images. All of our friends will be there. There's even a picture of David leaving the courthouse. So, uh, head over to Slotfest Pod to go check that out. Again, just, uh, I, you know, apologies for this lot. You know, what are you going to do? Um, head over to the socials, Slotfest Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you know, le- leave me your thoughts. Let me know what you thought about two things the two takeaways uh what did you think of the dirt if you've seen it and what do you think about um greg's corporate ladder climb strategy um you can also tweet me personally at my pixel persona i've been off the social media for a bit which has really been more of a hindrance than than it's been revitalizing because then when i finally do I go like, oh, yeah, like I do a podcast 
and you know people might want to fucking talk to me and then i flash up twitter and it's like hey two people tweeted at you like two days ago and then i feel like a piece of shit because you know is it too late to reply at that point or if i do reply you know it's just this whole thing it's this whole thing so i'm i'm just gonna i'm gonna bring i'm gonna get twitter back i'm gonna put it on my phone same with facebook i bring it back onto my phone and then that way i can be done with it okay and then i won't see tweets that are three days old and feel shitty and bad about it or see a comment left on an Instagram post that I should have fucking replied to because I'm a stupid piece of shit who deleted social media when he promotes his show on it, kind of. Anyway, more problems just for me and about me. So, you know, a little peek behind the curtain there for you. You know, feel free to send me a message or an email, Slopfest. What is it? It's um, slopfestpodcast at gmail.com. I do eventually reply to all emails, DMs, comments. But that's going to do it for this episode. Come back for episode 23. Share the show with uh, a friend, family, loved one. Loved ones only this week. In fact, don't share it with friends and family. Loved ones only this week. Um, Leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm pretty sure it's only um, iTunes and Apple that let you review podcasts anyway. So if that's where you listen, jump over there, slap it a review. I would very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you for listening this week. The winner this week is you. And not because you've done something stupid. I understand that winning isn't necessarily what you want when it comes to this show. But anyway, you're a winner in my book. I'll see you next week.